Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Born Offside. Where have you been? Where have we been? Where has anyone been? Today, from King Eric to Fucked Up Phil, Horseman Owen to Shearer the Shearer, we look at last weekend's Premier League action and look ahead to the international break. In the studio with me today, as always, we have trusted donkey divok Dave Origi Hooker. Dave, how are we today? Mate, I'm going to let the fact that you have called me Donkey Dave Divock. I'm going to let that go. I'm also going to look past the lies that you told in your three-line intro. One, we are not in a studio. We never have been <laughs> and probably never will be in a studio. studio. We'll just take and, it as that. And two, let's face it, our deep analysis of last week's fixtures and or the upcoming ones is going to be waylaid by the approximately 35 minutes we're going to spend on Eric Cantona's speech. <laughs> Absolutely. It was for, for anyone who hasn't uh, hasn't listened or doesn't know uh, anything uh, about what has happened. For goodness sake, you should have at least uh, found out what happened here. It was at the Champions League draw uh, last week. King Eric Cantona stepped up in his non-ironed pink shirt and grey cap to give us a true lesson in in uh, Mate, and what? the beard. Me, I put it to what you. Beard. I put oh. it to you that Eric Cantona is the most rustic French person of all time. Like <laughs> for a long time, it was Depardieu, and then you had the Rue brothers, and like all of that. But like when you talk pure rustic French, oh, you know, like that. crusty bread and boule, <laughs> like come on, look at him, like like you know, muscly but fat at the same time, you know, rotund <laughs> and charming, but Fucking scruffy. I mean, I hated him as a player, mate. I'll tell you this now. I hated him. But now, as whatever it is that he is now, I love him. I adore him. <laughs> I think he's wonderful. And this he's supposed to be an actor, and then he's not. And then he's, he's I don't know, is he fishing? And then he's, he's, acting, he's a pauper. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, the fact that he got asked to come in and, and, and do this speech in itself was a little bit of a mystery. But then for him to come out with this, I mean, they, they must have surely looked at what he was going to say beforehand, no? No, I mean, no, no, mate. No. I, put it to you, I put it to you, I'm putting a lot of things to you. But for me, the, the, the best part of the whole thing is the various people's faces as he's saying it. Your, your former school friend, Pedro Pinto, you can literally see him going, this is going uh -huh. to go south. What do I do? When do I stop him? When do I say thank you and get off? I would be the guy that told Eric Cantona to get off the stage. But if I don't stop him, he's going to continue. When shall I stop? Oh, thank God he stopped. <laughs> <Just stopped. laughs> but then that's not even the best face of someone in the crowd. It's not even the best Portuguese face of someone in the crowd. Because Ronaldo's face, oh, mate. This well, he is, is Portuguese. Ronaldo's Portuguese. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that like... Oh, the best project, not the best project. Yes, yeah. yes, Pedro, you're right. Pedro's sorry, sorry. was not even the best Portuguese reaction in there. Because, true. because, mate, I think this is the greatest thing Ronaldo has ever done. He <laughs> nails absolute bemusement. Like you wouldn't, like he sat there going, <laughs> you could literally see him going, "What the actual fuck? <laughs> what is he on?" And then this my is... favorite bit about it is Messi is sat next to him, who clearly still knows zero English, and Messi's just <laughs> smiling. Going, Cameras probably uh -huh. on me. I smile. I don't know what this is about. The atmosphere's gone a bit weird, but well, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> inane grin, inane grin. But Ronaldo 
gets English and Ronaldo's listening to it and going, wow, just what? <laughs> mate, <laughs> I want to analyze it sentence by sentence, right? You ready? So I'm going to read oh, it out for the right. benefit okay. of people, the benefit of people who haven't seen, heard or read about it. Let's do it. Let's this, do is, it. this is Sir Eric, uh, as he should be known, Lord Eric, whatever he is. What's a French sir? Anyway. But- other than a monsieur. A monsieur. A monsieur. A monsieur? Mm. Isn't that a sandwich? That'll do. Anyway, as flies to wanton gods, uh, sorry, as flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. They kill us for their sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will fix the cells to the state, and so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us, but unfortunately, crimes, wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. Wow. Mate, so first, <laughs> first, he starts with King Lear, right? Mm. As, as flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. So, all right, a little deep for a UEFA event, but still, fine. <laughs> we'll go with it. Let it go. They, Let it they, go. Yep. They, they kill us for their sport. Okay, so in this, who are the boys? What? The footballers in the room? Who are the gods? The fans? UEFA? UEFA are the gods? They ki- Have UEFA killed anybody recently? Quite probably, yes. But who is he getting at? Then we'll, ab- we'll abandon our g- great general metaphor about the state of presumably football perhaps the world and we'll go into science and then he <laughs> says like this is soon the science will not be able to not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells soon the science will fix the cells to the state and we will become eternal like does he know this is he speculating <laughs> has he got some <laughs> medical friends who worked it out and then like and it's like good news oh cheers eric wonderful <laughs> fantastic good news we're all not going to die yes <laughs> Only accidents, crimes, and wars. Oh, good point, Eric. Temperate. Well yep. done. Okay. Yep. We shouldn't get too excited by the fact that none of us are going to die, but because you've still got crime, war, famine, etc. Okay, fair enough. Still, on the whole, good news. However, crimes, wars will multiply. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which one is it? Is this good news? <laughs> is it bad news? Is we up or are we down? And then, I, out of nowhere, I love football. Like, what? What was this whole thing about? Why? <laughs> has, has, has anyone, anyone else out, out there in the world attempted to dissect it? Or have they just gone, you know what? I just don't. I'm not going to even try. There's no point. Let's just move on to other things because it's just absolutely incoherent. It's just, it, yeah, I have no idea what, what it goes in there. What's his uh, point? <laughs> like, what well, is I he mean, trying to say? I think at the end of it all, the fact, the underlying fact is that crimes and wars will multiply. Mm-hmm. So, we're, so, so we are all dead, regardless of whether the science will, will be able to uh, slow down the aging of the cells. Uh, we will all die because <laughs> crimes and wars will multiply. What's he trying so- to do? Trying to tell doctors to stop it? Don't even bother? Look, yeah, like- the, the virus is just out there. You know, and it, it's, it's going to go out there and it's just, it's going to kill us all. And there's nothing that anybody can do. However, he loves football. And that's what it really sort of counts at the end of the day, that what he I'm, loves football. What and, I'm uh, taking from this is, scientists, stop it. People, yep. stop it. Stop your worrying, stop your fighting, stop your trying to live forever, bollocks. Just watch football. 
That's what I'm saying. That's it. There's no point fighting anymore. Just let go. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just let go. Walk, walk to the light. We've had this discussion before as well. Walk away from the light. Walk to the light. Walk to the light. The light is football. It's the only thing that can save you or at least can Mankind. make you... Yeah, oh yeah. Maybe football is the answer. Maybe that's what he's trying to get to. Mate, uh, was, that, he, was uh, he trying to get to that same point when he smashed an egg with his dick? Right, yes. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to make reference to that as well. In that it, 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 it surely it has, maybe this is a lead on, you know, maybe the, the cock slapping was the beginning of it all. And that was just it's a, little, a trilogy. A little, What's yeah, you know. Oh my God! What's next? <laughs> Who can know? I don't think I don't think even bookies will put any anything on it because I just think not- though when you open your trilogy with the breaking of an egg with a massive cock, I don't <laughs> think there's anywhere worse you can go. Like, <laughs> and then after doing that, they invite him to UEFA to one of the biggest stages in in football in European football uh, and and to to re- receive he was receiving an award wasn't he was he receiving an award yeah he was winning um um cock slapper of the year <laughs> no like he was winning like some kind of president's achievement like you know like a lifetime achievement type award was it an ambassadorial thing was he like is he is he gonna be the ambassador for football and and he was getting like a an award for that because if he's the ambassador for football then i'm loving where this is going (laughs) yes please (laughs) give me more (laughs) more of this please um I think, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to know where he will go next, uh, but wherever he does go, it's obviously going to bring a uh, a lot of light uh, to uh, to us and to our our, our Mika lives, uh, where we remain yes. with the hope that the possibility that cells will will be, be fixed in the state. Yeah, yeah, and scientists keep doing their job. Great stuff. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well done, King Eric. I think um, if we had an award for for um, hero of the week, it would just have to be King Eric, really, because he's just stolen the limelight from everything else, uh, and all, all that's all the all the bad that has happened in football over the week, uh, with with uh, um, multiple cases of 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 racism, unfortunately, coming to a fore once again, of uh, of terrible footballing results to uh, uh, to giants out there. Uh, and and and, and uh, you know he's come in and and shed lighter on it all. You know, made yes. us all feel a hell of a lot. Perspective, better. a lot yeah. of perspective. Totally. Who who Wait, needs VAR? You know. Do you think? But do you think perhaps the egg is the world and the cock is the walls? Are the wanton boys? <laughs> yeah, Are you've they... gone too far there. You've gone. Sorry. You've gone too far. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, the gods. The cock is the gods. It's the cock, cock is the cock. cock. That's it's right. The yeah. God cock is what it is, and it's sucked down the world. And and the egg is the altar boys. No, the egg is the world. Stop trying to make this homoerotic. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> e- either way, well done, King Eric. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's well worth the minute uh, <laughs> that he yes, takes. But I, I, I challenge you that you won't be able to watch it twice. I watched <laughs> once, loved it, was like wow. But then when you know, like you often click the button to replay and watch it i couldn't i was just like no, i don't think i can no. watch that again <laughs> like whereas the cock, cock slapping yeah I, you uh, have to I, watch uh, that several times to realize it's real <laughs> absolutely uh this this was just unbelievable it was uh, uh you know there's a case for you know it was a minute that we never got back from our lives ever again but at the same time was oh my god how enlightening i just feel like <laughs> 
I want to go and have a steak for dinner now. Um, yeah, it, it, it worked. Well done, King Eric. Um, we continued the Champions League draw, of course, and we can talk a little bit more about that later on, uh, I think. But, uh, but yeah, thank you once again, King Eric. Uh, good job. And, uh, uh, mate, let's get on with this pod, shall we? And, uh, yes. And get should we talk t- about some straight. actual football? I think we probably should. Uh, let's let's uh, kick off with last week's uh, the Premier League from last week, uh, because it really was uh, it was it, mate, it was pulsating, uh, an absolutely wonderful week of football uh, weekend of football, uh, which of course is now replaced by the international week, which which le- has left us all in a little bit of oh, limbo. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it's just horrible, um, mate. We have to start with the North London derby, mate. It was an incredible football match, at least for, for the neutral, I think it was. For, for fans of, of both Arsenal and, and uh, uh, Spurs, I think it was uh, probably quite uh, the nail-biter. And mate, uh, you, you, you said it um, but in, in the last pod that it almost felt like the Premier League hasn't started. Mate, how do you feel now? Has it started? Oh, it's, it started, and now why do we have the bloody international break? Ugh, yeah. No, oh, um, it's, yeah. it's started, mate. I tell you, I tell you this is my um, detailed analysis of, of the uh, North London derby. Come on, then. Right? Okay, so like around the zero minute mark. <sighs> All right, lads, come on. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Then for the, fir- for the first goal, it was like, oh, he's dropped it, he's dropped it, he's dropped it. Yes! <laughs> Then the, the, the second one. Oh, yep. It's a pen. Is that a pen? That's, it's, was, oh, it's Granite Shaka. And then, doing and what then he does best. the thing is, he is so late. I mean, <laughs> so, so late that not only do you, as the watcher, not realize that he's fouled, son, that the mm-hmm. other Tottenham players don't even realize that he's fouled. Son. The only one who knows that Shaka <laughs> has fouled, son, is son. Like, son. And because, <laughs> like, I mean, Mate, he's incredibly late. Like, it's spectacularly yeah. late. And, and the ref doesn't blow for a little while as well. It's almost well, like... because he waits, he waits for Ericsson to have a shot or not have a shot. Right. That's it. He's, he's looking to, to, to play advantage. And, of course, once he's done that, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's out of the, of, of the shot. Like, no one's even looking. Even Son doesn't really kind of complain too much until... I mean, until Son, the- Son doesn't realise he's... Like, Son has got the ball, turned in a busy, crowded penalty area, played it uh-huh. to Ericsson. One, two, three. Oh, my legs have gone. and that's it and it's a penalty a clear penalty absolutely clear i don't know what granite was going on and and trying to i've said it before and i'll say it again what is the point of granite jacker i mean really what is the point no idea i i think it's it's uh, and he's captain of everton uh, of of arsenal as well isn't he so everton too like, he might as well be captain of Everton. As well, by the, by the sounds of things. He got my penalty. Well done. Um, but, mate, 2-0, cruising towards half-time, and then Lacassette, just before half-time, lashes home. Nothing uh, uh, our, our good friend Lloris could have done about, about the goal. Slightly that, sloppy defending, but, but that you was, know. He... That was a weird one to me, because in the build-up to that goal, mm-hmm. um, and Sissoko he, should have cleared, I think. Sissoko and, should, but there's like before Sissoko should have cleared, Danny Rose handballs it. That's and, right. Yes. And yeah. and I I've never seen it back because obviously Lacazette scores from the resulting advantage, but you can mm. kind of see the Tottenham defense thinking, 
that's going to be a oh. Like you can clearly, clearly see Danny Rose going, no, 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 I didn't touch it. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like, and, 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 and then the whole Tottenham defense is like, defense is like, as soon as this ball goes out of play, that's a penalty. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But we need to get it out of play for there to be halftime. Uh, what do we do? Um, <laughs> Panic and, stations. <laughs> and they panicked and Lacazette scores and takes the decision away from VAR. So it was yep. weird. I feel like there would have been a pen because I, yes, uh, it, I'd never uh, seen it back, but it felt like Rose quite clearly touched it with his hand. Well, with, with, with all the VAR stuff going on, and we, we, I think on this show we've decided that we're just not going to talk about it, are we? We're just going to let it go, really, quite mm. frankly. And, and uh, uh, although there have been some very contentious uh, uh, moments, including uh, Aston Villa and their last-minute goal, which was chalked off. Because, well, and that's not a VAR know, thing, no. That's just terrible uh, refereeing. That nothing no, that's right. VAR. But, um, yeah, it's, it just seems oh, – that, that was just a crazy one as well. I'll probably talk about it a le- uh, that one a bit later. But, uh, but you're right. Yeah, it should have, should have been a penalty. It wasn't. But, like I said, did score it. So, half-time, 2-1 up, still, you know, very respectable. But you just felt that Arsenal, with that goal, you know, had it all, you know, momentum had pretty much sort of, sort of swung back and they really um and then oh bang my yang comes along nice equalizer and then it's just ding dong and and both teams could have lost it really couldn't they in the end um yes kane hits the post mm. so- so- socrates socrates has um, now, a goal disallowed for uh, and mate the other incredible thing Xhaka mm-hmm. got his first yellow card in the 91st minute. <laughs> it was like delayed reaction. Like, no, I, I mean, when, when he gave him the second yellow card, I was like, oh, right, he's off. And I'm like, hang on, how is he not off? I mean, mm-hmm. surely he's got a yellow... What? Like, it was just <laughs> unbelievable that he hadn't got sent off. It was a bit... Bizarre. It was. Mate, did Harry Kane dive? Yes, Harry Kane dived. Yeah. But... but do, we, do we condone this? Yes, Do we say I that? condone it. No, well, I don't. I don't condone it because he's dived badly, right? right. Okay. Like, I right. mean, I this. I also, honestly, don't really like this. This oh, looking to England. buy a penalty thing. No, I mean, I don't like this backlash of just because he's the England captain, no one's going to pay any attention to it. Yeah, everybody's fucking talking about it. So shut up. Yeah, um, very true. <laughs> thing that goes on i can give you a list of players a long list english welsh portuguese continental yep. south american who like it's not diving if you put your body in such a position that the that you invite or cause the defender to foul you mm-hmm. right and and kane was trying to do that did a bad job of that because <laughs> Because he didn't get himself in such a position that Socrates was forced to foul him or that it was unequivocal that it was a foul. Also, he had the better... For for me, Kane would have been better off shooting as well. True, yeah. I mean, it seemed ridiculous. I mean, it was on his left peg, but still, you know, you're in a good position. pretty good with his left left, left peg. For me, it's a poor decision. Like, it's a Mm -hmm. poor footballing decision. It's poor execution, but this thing that's being thrown at him of like being a cheater or mm-hmm. like everyone, like there are so many players like of any kind of level of honesty that see a man coming and knock the ball and, and 
and get clattered. Are you telling me that every single one of them is buying a foul? Like that's part of football. You, you, you take, you takes a risk, right? I mean, okay. Had, had, uh, had uh, Greenwich Shaka done it on the other, on the, on the other end on the 91st minute and got a penalty for it, what would you be saying? Then I would have struggled to believe it because <laughs> then you're asking me to believe that Granite Xhaka would have executed something well. Which, <laughs> which I doubt could possibly just doesn't happen. Like, Absolutely. And, and I don't also know why anyone's angry about it because the ref didn't give it. Like the ref has gone, you've attempted to win a penalty. You haven't really done it. Did he it. book him for it? No, because no, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not, a, not dive. a dive. He's getting okay. himself between Socrates and the ball, but doesn't do it well enough. And Socrates gets the ball fairly. Like it's... I, you know, I, I hate this phrase that people often go around. You, 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 you're trying to buy the penalty. You're earning the... He, he, oh, that's it. He has the right to go down under that sort of challenge. I, I, I don't like that, that phrase because, you know, it, it, it's epitomizing the whole, you know, he can dive because he's an attacker. And, and so, therefore, he's kind of allowed to have that... Uh, uh, you know, that yeah. ability to be able to do that. I don't, so, I don't like that uh, situation either, but until referees start giving penalties to players who stay on their feet, we're always going to have that. I think, like, take, take Messi and Aguero, who I think are two players who more often than not try to stay on their feet as much as they can. Yep, yep. But neither of them, when they, when they take that option to stay on their feet and are put off by the defender, fouled by the defender but still get the shot away. In, I've never seen a circumstance where the referee has then gone, penalty. Like, Pulled it back. You've yeah, pushed him. Yeah. He's got his shot away, but the, the quality of the shot is really, really lessened by you pushing him. It's a penalty. I, until that happens, you're going to have players going down, and I understand why they do it. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, Spurs, uh, the happier to, to come away with a draw, would you say? Or I don't uh, know how you can be two nil up and be happy about a draw. Like I just I, well, just by the way, the, the fact that they were back in it with still twenty minutes to go and still had a number of chances to be able to win it, yes. including the offside, uh, uh, the VAR offside uh, goal right in the last minute as well, right? So uh, Cer- certainly, uh, certainly at the point that it's two two and there's twenty minutes to go. I'm thinking, all right, mm-hmm. I'll, take, I'll take a draw from here. But you still, I don't think it's a good positive winning mentality to be 2-0 up at any point in a game and not come home mm-hmm. with a win if you've got aspirations of being like a proper football team. So I, and, I, can't, and I don't want to say I'm happy. I wasn't happy. Mm, my that's my what... feeling after that game was like, ugh, we could have won that. Like, mm-hmm. And this, and I was just going to say, this is, this is twice in, in, in the last three games that, that Spurs have been... Uh, have benefited from a VAR in the last minute. I'm thinking about the Etihad uh, as well. So um, we've benefited from a correct decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. You must be loving it. I love correct decisions. <laughs> I'm all for correct decisions. However, they are administered. I don't care right. if they are administered by a naked Swahili man dancing upside down on his head. If he gets it right, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're in for it. All I'm good. All right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, let's dissect very quickly the remaining Premier League fixtures of the weekend. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou monster egg crushing cock? (laughs) 
Welcome back to part two of Born Offside. Uh, we will continue to go through the Premier League matches. Mate, Chelsea 2, Sheffield United 2. Let's have a little one here. Um, uh, Frank Lampard out. Is it time for him to go? Um, do you know, is, is, is he, is he going to go? No, keep him. I like him. All right, fair Come enough. On. Chelsea uh, uh, go 2-0 up. And um, uh, it's just deficiencies in defence, really. Not being able to see out the game. Sheffield United plucky and playing very well, really, uh, at the end of it. Probably fully deserved the draw that they got in the end. Um, but uh, uh, you can't be too worried about Chelsea, really. Can you? This was the youngest Chelsea starting uh, um, eleven in the Premier League era. Um, so, obviously, I know there's a lot of talk, obviously, for uh, for Chelsea having brought all these youngsters through the academy and, uh, and Chelsea fans and supporters always wanting to see these youngsters come through because they always seem to go out on loan. Uh, Frank's, uh, he's, you know, yeah, we, you and I have never shown much love for him and we don't really like him I that much. I fucking hate he's him. Out, he's turning out okay, though, isn't he? He's, he's eloquent in his speech. He's, uh, he's quite clear. Uh, he's methodical. Probably not the tactical genius um, uh, that, uh, that they've had in, in recent times. Mate, so are you smoking under. something? Chelsea are shit. <laughs> I mean, they've been really... I mean, really? they're quite good on the ball. I'll give you. And Mason Mount looks exciting. And yes. uh, uh, Tammy... Tammy oh, yeah. Mate, I'm sorry. I'm still not convinced that Tammy Abraham is going to be a top-level striker. I'm not, I think his first touch is not good enough. I just... Fair enough. I, and I think the goals that he scores, like... Uh, mishits or due to his sheer physicality, I just don't think that you're looking at a top-notch quality player. For me, like I think he's a Premier League player and good on him and, and playing to a way higher level than I ever could have possibly have hoped to. I just don't think he's going to be great, but he's in a nice uh, bit of form. Good on him. I think Chelsea are half decent on the ball. They do some nice things. I, I think defensively, they look all over the fucking shop. They, well, that, they are really, really susceptible to being broken down. Maybe that will improve when Rudiger comes back, but still, uh, I'd be worried well, with about the, Chelsea. With the, with the Tammy thing, I mean, Kane was a, snow, a slow starter, and this is about the same age. In fact, it's exactly the same age as when Kane started to really pick up for Spurs and uh, start banging them in. You don't Mate, think Abraham I, has got? I'm not convinced that Harry Kane's going to be a top quality striker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, let Real let Real come in for him next week next year then. No, mate, I sincerely hope that Tammy Abraham proves me wrong. I just look at his first touch and I think he's mm -hmm. he's not going to be that player. Yep. I mean, two, I'd be delighted two, for him to prove me wrong. 2-0 up uh, and then Robinson one minute after after the break uh, pulls it 2-1 uh, back nil, mate the set of 2-0 up 2-0 up 2-0 up, up the, at home horrible shit United defending like the defending mm. for both goals is really bad. It is pretty shambolic. It's very true. Mate, the celebrations uh, that Sheffield United bring to the Premier League, the crowd, I, like I, I just love it. Absolutely love that. I like Sheffield United so and nice. I like Wilder. It's like, <laughs> it's like your grumpy dad with a bit of Pep Guardiola because he's clearly tactically quite savvy. Mm. Wilder. Yeah, he's but he's also old there. school as it gets, you know. <laughs> You know, he's grumpy all the time. 
He's not pleased with anything. And I put it to you, mate, there was a point in approximately like, I would say the 60th minute of that game where Sheffield United uh-huh. have collectively gone to themselves, this lot are not that good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. And, and I, I, for me, the best thing about the, the North London Derby game was watching that was that the quality of football on offer in that game while being a long way behind what Manchester City and Liverpool are serving up, uh-huh. it, it was quite a bit ahead of what Manchester United and Chelsea is. So I feel like third or fourth, we should be okay. Should be all right. Even though, well, and, and now with Ericsson staying. For a year. Uh, uh, yeah, for six for, months. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, for six months or a year. That's, still, that's, that's very good news, really, isn't it? So, um, um, yeah, it's, it, is, it can be a bit worrying. It is early days for Frank. Um, everybody's say that they're going to give him a chance. So, uh, so what, 10th, possibly, you know, at the end of the season? I'm, I'm, I'm not 10th. I wouldn't go that far. But, I mean, you look at the way Leicester are playing and you've got to be like, ooh. Because mm. Leicester, Leicester, while they probably don't have as big a squad, are a proper coherent football team. Like, mm. with, a, with a system and players and, like, uh, you know, the likes of Chilwell and Madison and... Vardy, who are, you know, and Tillemans looks like a proper player. Yep. Yeah, he does. You know, he's fantastic. Maybe we'll come on to Leicester in, in just a second. Um, just one last thing about uh, uh, about Chelsea, though. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries, you know. Uh, Hudson-Odoi, Rudiger, Kovacic now, Kante. You know, they've got a lot of very good players. Pedro is still unavailable as well. They've got a lot I of think, good players. I think Rudiger, Rudiger and Kante may well make a difference when they come back. So let's hold off on judgment till then. But still, I don't think... Personally, Chelsea are going to do all that much this year. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to St. Mary's, where Southampton pulled off a one-all draw against Manchester United. Uh, mate, uh, oh my goodness, I mean, what, what, what a game this was. What an absolutely stunning, quality-packed football match this was. Uh, uh, really, one, one for the ages and one which I, I, I doubt really? I'll be able to forget for many... And, uh, no... No, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It was like pins in my eyes type thing. It was just really painful. Uh, Southampton, uh, uh, okay in the first 10 minutes um, and uh, then didn't do anything. Should have scored in the first 10 minutes, didn't do anything. Daniel James has, 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 has scored a very nice goal uh, for, uh, for Manchester good United. And a very good finish. And then Man United really had two, three, four beautiful chances before half time to be able to, uh, 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 to put this one to bed, but they didn't uh, luckily uh, for Southampton uh, because then Southampton came, came back in the second half. And finally, uh, Vestergaard scoring his first Southampton goal, his first headed goal. It would be a header, wouldn't it really? Uh, all two meters, whatever of him uh, towering over Lindelof, like as if he's some lost school child in the playground not knowing where on earth to look and yeah beautiful uh one all that was it and then um and then kevin danso manages to go and get himself sent off ridiculously for a stupid lunge uh on mctominay uh last 20 minutes uh, of the game on pops yoshida and uh, uh they they hold out for a one all draw so great result for southampton uh, who were actually really quite shite all the way through the match if you if you look at it that way um mate how long do you give ole what do you reckon oh. I, I think mean, your last prediction was what, Christmas? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, they should get rid of them now. If we're being <laughs> if, if we're being honest, they won't because their their new thing is we'll pick a young and upcoming coach, we'll give him young and upcoming players, and we'll give him time, which is mm. a really good strategy if you pick the right person. If you don't, mm-hmm. it's silly. And and I watch Manchester United and they're dysfunctional, all over the place. Seem to be playing football from. Uh, 10 years ago I mean there's no, no pr- there's no press they're a counter-attacking no. team and, no, and I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say 10 years ago because they were actually good 10 years ago uh, but uh, but if this is the new Manchester United way then um, long may it continue <laughs> I mean <laughs> look at mate, look at City and Liverpool who mm. who've got it figured out Right. I mean, obviously, in the case of City, they've got a huge amount of money. But Manchester United also have a huge amount of money and, and prestige and all of those things. But they have a system, which is the system. Like, I mean, there's differences between what Guardiola and Klopp do. But essentially, it's, you know, high intensity football. You press, you have a high line. You know when to have your 20 minutes off and you keep the ball. Like, both of those teams can do both things. And they they can really stick their foot on the jugular of teams. Liverpool perhaps a little better at that than, than City are, whereas City keep the ball a bit more and, and try and wear teams down. But And then every player they buy is for their system. Like, you look at... And mm-hmm. there's very few missteps in what they buy, right? Van Dijk, mm. you know why he had bought him. Uh, Allison, you know why I bought him. You kind of know why Liverpool haven't bought anyone of any note this summer because they haven't needed him. City have only bought Rodri, and he's a replacement for Fernando. Rodri, yeah, Rodri. Uh, Rodri, the, and he's good. He's good. I like him. He is. He is good, and he's and he's and he's a certain, definitely an improvement on Gundogan filling in that position, allowing Gundogan mm-hmm. to go play other places. They they seem to have a, a little bit of a a blind spot when it comes to to fullback. A left fullback who they seem to refuse to buy anyone to to play there. I don't know, but other than mm-hmm. that, I mean, and you know, Pep just takes Zinchenko and makes him a world class left back. But well, they're uh, waiting for Chilwell, aren't they? For you know, but uh, yes. But then, yeah. but then you look at Manchester United and you've gone, what, what have you bought him for? Where, where's he going? And and he's going to play with, and who's going to play? Well, what about? And your system is, all oh, right then. Well, they they certainly did all of that last year, didn't they? With Mourinho bringing the likes of Fred and uh, you know, Lukaku and Sanchez, who are obviously gone now, and uh, you know a whole heap of, of of just useless players who are all sitting around on the bench. Um, but this, but they've you know they brought in Juan Basaka, and God, he's, he's he's good, isn't he? My goodness, I I don't think I'd really like he's he's a they bought players for a counter attacking, but counter attacking is what. Benitez and Mourinho were playing in, in 2004-05. You can't, it's, football has evolved past that now. Mm. You know, like we had counter-attacking with Benitez and Mourinho in the early 2003-04. And then we had Pep and his incessant keep ball. And then Klopp and the Gagan press came along and Pep had to adjust to, the, <laughs> and they're playing football that it's just dumb. Like, and, you know, with, with teams now sitting back more and more uh, against the so-called big six, you know, like, like Tottenham found out against Newcastle and also against, who do they play in the first game of the season? Villa. Where they couldn't break. 
lockdown? Was it Villa? You know, and uh, well, they did eventually. But um, you know, it's it's you need a team who's going to have you know creativity and the ability to come forwards. Uh, yeah, obviously, Maguire is is a great addition, and if they do have the ball and and they do press, Maguire can bring it out from the back and and play. You know good balls in um much like david Luiz at chelsea i guess but um but yeah they it it seems like i don't know like they they do lack something lack an, an identity don't they and we talk a lot about this nowadays about teams having an identity and teams having a, a style of play and a way of playing manchester united just don't seem to have that at the moment do they so uh um well we'll see we'll see how long ole stays in uh that is one for the Pookies to keep on. Um, mate, let's move on to Everton versus Wolves, the other big and lovely game of the weekend. Um, Everton uh, in- incredibly uh, going... Um, and that was the other one on Sunday as well, wasn't it? So it's was a wonderful, wonderful day of football on Sunday. Uh, Richarlison putting them ahead uh, after five minutes. Wolves pegging them back uh, sort of three minutes later. And then three minutes after that, Iwobi scoring as well. Uh, his first, first, second for the club, I think, um, for, for Everton, putting them 2-1 up. And uh, I'll tell you what happened uh, for me here on this game, which was quite interesting. I, um, uh, I was actually unavailable uh, until the 15th minute. So I switched the, the switched the box on after 15 minutes, and it was two one up. <laughs> I remember switching the TV on. It was you know the TV was black, and I was just looking at it, and I was switching it on. And I was going to the channel, and I was just saying in my mind, it's nil nil, it's nil nil, it's definitely nil nil. This game's nil nil. It's got nil nil written all over it. It's got to be. It was two one, and uh, and so I started. Oh, this is amazing, fantastic. So I started watching it, and uh, and then there weren't any goals whatsoever. And then on about 70 minutes, I decided that I'd had enough and I went to bed because uh, it was um, something like two o'clock in the morning here. And, uh, and then I woke up next morning and I'd missed two goals at the end. So um, Jimenez uh, pulling it back after 75, only for Richarlison to get the winner after 80. Um, uh, Willy Bolly getting himself sent off uh, five minutes into added time as well uh, for a second bookable offence. But mate, what a, what a great... Uh, uh, football match this was um i watched it the next day uh and uh, and it was just just wonderful it's wonderful stuff um everton in a good place yeah i'd say so a bit a bit iffy away from home but decent the thing is uh, i get the feeling that um silver is mm-hmm. um a little bit of a streaky manager as in he'll have you know a nice run of 15 games and then a bad run of 15 games and for him, it's whether or not he can, you know, lengthen his his good patches and reduce his bad patches. Oh, okay, streaky. I thought, not, nothing to do with his hair. Okay. No, uh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Fair enough. Because uh, if, you, if you're going to talk streaky, then you could always talk, because this was the battle of the Portuguese managers, uh, Mr. Spirito of the Saint uh, with his streaky Oh, lovely beard. Getting in there. Nuno lovely is stuff. rapidly emerging as a very handsome man. I like... <laughs> <laughs> From a grooming standpoint, what Nuno is doing, I love it. And I may I for one love mm-hmm. the the NES on his on his jacket. Oh you know, yes. Because it reminds me of like Nintendo Entertainment System. And, oh, all right. <laughs> and I just if I was around, like I would call him Super Nuno and then he, he could have SNES. You know? No. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't nice. it? Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Oh, mate, you, you, you put him alongside uh, uh, Eric Cantona and there, uh, you know, the beards would... Uh, yeah, no, I think the beards would actually have a chat, wouldn't they? Groomed man. Well, Eric's yeah. beard is a, is a pure expression of masculinity. Nuno's, mm -hmm. Nuno's is more um, gentrified hipster trim. You know? The, there you go. Yes. They are no, like both beautiful executions of different genres of facial hair. Wonderful. They're, they're still going to have a wonderful conversation on a Friday night oh, down, yes. the, down the cruiser, aren't they? So, uh, so yeah, good. Good job. Well done. Um, uh, in the meantime, Wolves, in, uh, are they going to be okay? Yeah, they'll be fine. They're not I mean, I think they should prioritize uh, the Europas because it's Europe, it's fun, and mm -hmm. they'll finish eighth, ninth, something like that. Fair enough. Um, all right, good stuff. We're, let's just quickly zip through the rest of them and then we'll take a quick break. Leicester, 3-1 winners over Bournemouth. Um, mate, Vardy has a nice, nice goal, really, wasn't it? Was it was a there, nice mate? finish, but how high is that line? It's it's high. Even the goalkeeper's high. high. So he's high on something anyway. Um, he's <laughs> it's it's um, a high line. And what's the one thing we all know about Jamie Vardy? He's fast. <laughs> loves getting in behind. He's loves loves, loves getting in behind. <laughs> uh, three one Leicester in a wonderful place. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Are they the most likely team uh, to break it into that into that top six out of all the other teams? Yes, I think I give them a crack at cracking the top four if they don't get too many injuries. Mm. Wow, good lord. Um, good stuff. I, so, mean, I don't think they'll do it, but I think they'll be in with a chance up until the final weeks of the season. I really do. Okay. Certainly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule them out, certainly until, until February, to be up there and close. But yeah, you just, you just got to wonder. They've not got much experience other than winning the title a couple of seasons back, but not got much experience of, uh, of, of being up there and, and maintaining and sustaining uh, that, uh, uh, that kind of run, do they? So um, uh, probably not. Um, uh, the other matches saw Crystal Palace uh, beat Aston Villa. Uh, now, of course, this one was the one that was uh, a little bit dubious with, uh, uh, with Jack Grealish. And, um, but uh, what, what's annoy what annoys me is that, I I think he's fouled there. I don't think he's. I mean, you, you okay? You you talked earlier about um, you know Harry Kane getting himself, you know, waiting for the contact, getting himself between ball and man, and being able to get that foul. That's kind of what Jack Grealish did. He, his momentum was taking him forward. He took it, took it past one. He's knocked it past the next one. He knows there's a foul coming. I don't think he's dived in any particular way. And the referees brought it back and and. Uh, you know, and, and brought it back for diving. And, and of course, Villa weren't able to get that final goal. And uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, I don't know. I think Aston Villa can really feel hard done by. I wouldn't want to be a, wouldn't want wanted to be a Villa fan uh, on the bus uh, back home to Birmingham uh, at the end of that match. That wasn't, uh, wasn't too nice really, was it? Yeah, yeah, they absolutely can feel hard done by for that goal. However, having watched the highlights of the game, I thought Palace were the better team. Yeah, no, fair enough. And uh, are you, once again, are you on the score sheet? Yes, are you is. Um, is uh, do you like what I did there? Yes, yeah, I did. Nice one. 
Yeah. Um, Newcastle 1, Watford 1, uh, West Ham United 2-0 winners over, uh, over Norwich. Uh, and then the two most boring matches of the whole thing, <laughs> Manchester City 4, Brighton 0. It's almost no point. Oh, we could talk a little bit about how Brighton did. Nah, mate, I don't think so. Mate, we uh, can talk a little bit about Pep coming out afterwards. Because oh, yes. this annoys me when Pep does this. And he was like, I think, I think Brighton are the best team in the world. I think, I think they're fantastic. I think they play wonderful football. They are, they are brilliant. They're wonderful. Now, isn't it? They, the, I old. love them. I think they're fantastic. And you're looking going, no, no, Pep, you really like the fact that they've come at you and tried to play football and you've beaten them at football. Like, that's what, what you like, Pep. <laughs> you know, can he, can he just oh, come yeah. out and go, so, yeah, I oh, that was great fun today. I have to tell you. Right, it's, um, I'm on their behalf. It's fairly stupid. It's very brave, but it's fairly stupid. <laughs> so what they've done, right, is they've had a look at it and they've gone, let's try and play football with them, which you have to admire. Fucking dumb as shit, because we're well better at football than anyone. But I really do. I admire it. I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it. I really prefer it to when we play one of them teams and they put 11 people behind the ball and they kick my players all over the place. Oh, I hate those days. Those days are the worst. <laughs> Well, he tells the world how he hates those days, anyway. Oh, so, but uh, but but this one really was. It was uh, does it, ridiculous. Does it not get on your nerves, like when he does uh, yeah. that. A little bit, a little bit. But if I, it, it, it's 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 been on my nerves for for you know since day one. As soon as he he got here, you know, it was just like every single match after every single game. It's just an unbelievable experience. It's fantastic. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Happy. I'm happy. 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 I'm so 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 happy. I'm so you know. And then the moment uh, so something goes wrong, he's actually a bit of a cunt, Pep, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. When stuff, to, which I, which I'm <laughs> sure is why he's ultra successful because he, because all managers must be like that, right? If he just when something went wrong, if he just shrugged his shoulders, he wouldn't be mm. where he is today. But he's True. like, he's not any great. I mean, even Klopp has that side. But Klopp is better at it than, than Pep, where, you know, Klopp will come forth and go, the, you know, yeah, the other team played well. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, mate, one thing we do have to discuss is Sadio Mane versus Mohamed Salah. That, and that. here we go, the <laughs> final match <laughs> that we're talking about. Burnley nil, Liverpool three. Uh, first of all, obviously, Liverpool with another great win uh, against a team that, um, that brushed aside Southampton 3-0 a couple of games ago. <laughs> That's not a measurement stick for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to give Liverpool a lot of credit here. That's a six-goal swing, that is, uh, which means <laughs> next enough. time Liverpool play Southampton, there we go. We, we know what to expect. Um, uh, Alexander-Arnold with the first goal, although it's been given to Wood. Uh, did, you, did you see Klopp's reaction when he was told that it was an own goal by Very Wood? Funny. Not? Very funny. How, why does he seem so upset? I don't quite get it. Very funny. Nah. He's just got radio silence for about 15 seconds, almost as if to question. It's almost as if in the, in, the, in the office sweepstake, Klopp had Alexander-Arnold as the first to score. <laughs> you know? And then, then he's found out that like, he's lost 300 quid. And he's like... Mate, the, 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 I think the interviewer must have thought that he was going to get 
lamped at that moment yeah. in time and, he, and for, you know not really knowing why it was crazy um Sadio Mane gets his goal after 37 minutes and Firmino gets his third uh, gets the third uh but all the talk uh for this match was about what about Mo Salah and his inability to be able to find a pass to a teammate who is in a complete open goal scoring position. Uh, namely, he, and he did it twice at least, uh, once with Firmino, who just seemed to kind of shrug it off and, and run, run backwards and just think, ah, it's all good and just let it go. Uh, but mate, yeah, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane uh, was in an acres of room. I think the score was 2-0 at this, at this time, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. uh, Salah had, had wriggled past a couple of players he was on the edge of the box all he has to do is lay it off for Mane who's completely open on the right hand side who's just going to slam it in you know no doubt at all but he doesn't he takes a flimsy shot with his weaker right foot just kind of rolls into the goalkeeper's arms he he does apologize to Mane but for the first time Mane and then Mane is substituted by Klopp Klopp substitutes Mane of all people not Salah and uh, and his reaction on the bench pretty much said it all did it not yeah it did mate I put it to you that that Salah's apology makes it worse (laughs) because Because when you do that, you're saying, I have seen you, I, I, but I've elected to shoot. What yeah. I personally would have done in this last situation is like, ah, oh, I didn't even see you. Ah, sorry, oh, mate. Sorry, sorry. mate. Were seen you there? You. Are, you with, oh, are you with there? Oh, fuck. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let, yeah, I I'm not. I'm not greedy. I'm just incompetent. Just, yeah, no, totally. I'm so, ah, oh, man. But when you so put your smart. hand up and, when you put your hand up and say, I've, you know, I've seen you, but I've elected to shoot. What you're essentially doing with, is... With a big I, grin on your face. Yeah. I am a greedy bastard. I, <laughs> I am really greedy, and I don't <laughs> like you particularly. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> We're both going for golden, golden boot this year. There's no way I was going to give you that goal. Had you been someone else, you know, Firmino or, or, or maybe Alexander-Arnold or even Henderson sort of gallivanting up, I probably would have given it because it was you, Mane, and decided not to. Um, mate, did you see uh, Firmino's reaction in the tunnel oh, coming back? Oh, mate. In this, in this, in this um, argument, in this saga, are you team Salah? Are you Team Mane, no, we're all Team Bobby. That's yep. where we are. Oh, Purdy Chief. Purdy Bring him on. Devil may care attitude. Goal here, goal there. Never upsets anybody. <laughs> Little jokes in the... Oh, mate, I think Bobby Firmino might be one of my favourite non-Tottenham players around. I love him. I, I, I do. I love that reaction. because I love the new has... haircut as well this year. Hey, it's working and it's working well with those pearlies as well. So oh. it's a good, good little contrast. But yeah, that, that face he pulled in the, in the tunnel kind of just made me, it just reminded me of, of, of being a football player. You know, those moments, that, that camaraderie, that banter. Dare that I say it, being one of the lads. Being one of the lads, you know, absolutely. It's just great. You know, you come off the football pitch. Okay, fair enough. They've won. So they're able to kind of do that. I, yeah. I doubt you know, well, he may have, he may have no, pulled I think, I think if they'd lost 4-0, Bobby Firmino still would have been like, a bit of a ruckus here, fellas. Calm <laughs> down. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Leave it be. And it's made all the, all the more crazy by the fact that Mane never does lose it, does he? And yeah, he just, he just lost it in, in, in the dugout. And when he came off, it almost looked like yeah. he was going to, you know. I don't really know what kind of personality Sadio Mane is because you don't see him interviewed all that often. And, and, 
but and and but Salah, you do, mm. and and you kind of think he's he's weird. But Bobby, mate, I want to go for drinks with Bobby. I you'll be like, oi, Bob, let's go down a yeah. boozer, and Bobby, right, all right then. Yeah. Off we go. And like Bob, Bobby would come and not touch a bit of booze because he's a model professional, but he'd, still be, he'd still be a laugh, right? Yeah, you know, there, there are some people, some people who come down the boozer for a beer and if they don't drink, you fuck off. But Bobby could have an <laughs> orange juice or a lemonade and I'd still love him being there, you know? I'd be ah, oh, Bobby. You know, uh, and he's yeah, a lovely footballer laugh, too, isn't he? He's a cultured footballer. Play some lovely stuff. Very true. Like he's like one of those Brazilian players of old, you know, flicks and tricks and smiles and fun, samba, you know, Jao Bonito. It's, it's true. Me gusta. Like, I wouldn't say that he's. I wouldn't say he's he he's the best to have you know to to put on the the you know the the yellow shirt, but he he certainly is sort of you know going back in, in that into mold. Where, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and he's and not Ronaldinho. That's what you're no, trying to tell exactly. me. You're, you're exactly. Trying, you know, exactly. he trains. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh dear, my it was it was fantastic, and and my this is this is what the Premier League is all about. For moments like that, it's just so wonderful to watch. Absolutely. Um, all right, mate. We'll take a quick break, and let's come up and wrap up the uh, the uh, the pod with uh, a quick talk about the internationals. Eric's got a big dick and he uses it to smash eggs, so what? Personally, I'm grateful for a bit of King Lear. Welcome back to part 3 of Born Offside. Eric Cantona is not here with us today, uh, but uh, but he sends on his best. Uh, and were he to be here, I'm sure we would have had an hour of complete incoherent babble. Uh, we're getting pretty close to that incoherent babble, but, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, but I, I don't think Only difference is the accents. That's right, yeah. And we, we, we just couldn't aspire to be as uh, babbletastic as, uh, as good old Cantona. Um, anyway, we've got the internationals. Uh, well, let, let's talk about them very quickly because we have to. Uh, I know that uh, we've, we've uh, sort of discussed it. It's quite annoying, really. Uh, you know, Premier League picking up ahead of steam, and now it's suddenly, it's suddenly like, you know, it's like knocking on the doorbell of a party, and they just take ages to, to open. And then they open the door just a little bit, and they go, oh, mate, you're here, good. But then they, they say, hang on just a second and then they close the door and you're left outside yeah. and then it takes quite a while and then they open the door at 11 o'clock you know when you've missed you know a good part part, part of the, the party anyway it's mm. uh, uh england versus bulgaria uh um it's uh, Port portugal versus serbia uh but just very quickly mate let's talk about uh, yesterday's match between germany and the netherlands uh because uh mate germany are almost out here they're almost out. <laughs> They're not, but wow, Mate. wasn't this absolutely lovely? Lovely. Mate, it was a great game. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Um, when you, when you look back at uh, uh, the rivalry, this is one heck of a rivalry. If you look back at the rivalries that have gone on, uh, uh, you know, Rudy Fuller and, and Frank Reichard, and uh, uh, when you when you're, you're talking Dennis Burkamp and you're talking uh, uh, Lotta Mateos, I mean, these 
these are these were absolutely fantastic moments in in the past and this rivalry uh in the last few years has gone off the boil a little bit because of how badly the netherlands have been doing but now the netherlands the laranja uh, uh, the mechanica is back and uh, and they're back with a bang four two winners in germany uh germany go one nil up um, only for Netherlands to, to peg them back. Uh, the Netherlands then do go one up. And then there's a penalty uh, for Matthias de Ligt, who's probably been the most out-of-form football player of the season so far. Um, he gets very, very harshly um, judged for a handball in the box. I don't know if you've seen that, but the ball basically falls out of the sky. He's got his back turned to it and he's sort of rotated around looking for the ball. It falls out of the sky onto his arm and uh, and then they give a, give a penalty for it. Um, two all Germans, you know, looking like they got the, uh, uh, the wind up their sails, but then the Netherlands, oh, the Netherlands, they go back up there and they score two more for good measure, finishing off four. The third one was a lovely one too. Lovely. Uh, Wijnaldum's uh, little little dink uh, oh, in, into the centre was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, he could he had every right to go for that and uh, and to have a crack and, and to try and score. Uh, but no, he just dinked it back in. And uh, was it, um, uh, well, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but it was his debut. Mm. He was coming on for his debut for, for Holland and, uh, and he scored 3-2. Beautiful goal. And no more than they deserved because they dominated that second half. And, uh, and it could I thought much, both much... teams looked good going forward. I think the Germans also had some interesting moments, and like I'm loath to say, they it, mate, but they do play nice football. The Germans, you know, like they play <laughs> sweeping, attacking stuff. You've got Gnabry, who I've liked mm. a lot more since he left Arsenal. Uh, I don't know how that. Yes. Um, Royce, <laughs> and you know, like it's they're fun to watch. The Germans, like they're not very true, the old very German, true. old German teams, you know. That, um, uh, it was only it was only about you know four five six years ago that they won the World Cup obviously over in Brazil and that was a horrible team I hated them um, so nah I, I I'm still not a big fan of of Germany as oh as, mate they're as, horrible as individuals the Manuel Neuer has a face that you perpetually want to whack with an oak log but <laughs> that's true but the, the the football if you just like yes you know it is you know exciting football side. to what yes yes yeah. the, the 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 art is good the people creating it are wankers yeah sure. <laughs> Um, and uh, and of course, uh, my old mate Frankie de Jong, uh, uh, lovely stuff, getting on the score sheet, no more than he deserved. He's, he's had a pretty pretty good start to his Barcelona career, although Barcelona have not had a good start to their uh, uh, season so far. Um, but uh, but yeah, wonderful result there for the Netherlands, and that uh, uh, leads us on quite nicely for tonight's match between England and Bulgaria. Um, Bulgaria have lost, I believe, seven of their last seven. So um, England's um, favourites for this at Wembley today. What do you What do you think? You would have thought so. <laughs> yes. Trust England, though. I would not be surprised. Something crazy happens and they lose this one nil to a dodgy goal in the in the sixth minute, and then Bulgaria just camp out and uh, and win it. Um, we're looking at Pickford and goal. Alex uh, Oxlade, not not Oxlade Chamberlain. Sorry, Alexander Arnold. Right back, Chilwell left back, Gomez and Maguire in the middle. Um, in, the, in the middle of the park is, is where they seem to have some issues. Rice, Madison and Henderson is out now. Is, is that right? I think Henderson's pulled out with injury. 
Um, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure, to be honest with you, mate. I thought he had, but maybe not. And then Sancho, Kane and Sterling. I think Sancho, Kane and Sterling. It's not going to be Rashford, is it? Uh, up front for either one of those three? I, I would have thought it would be Sterling and Sancho either side of Kane. I would have thought so. Yeah, that's, that was what... Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, with the wonderful win in Spain uh, that they had, that was with Rashford. Uh, that was with, yeah, with Rashford. Did, sorry, did you say Sancho, Sterling, Kane? Or yes, Rashford, that's what I said. Sterling? No, I, yeah, said, Sancho, I yeah. said Sancho and Sterling, either yeah. side of Kane is what I either said. Either side of Kane. Beautiful. Uh, no Mason Mount. Uh, uh, all, a lot of talk about him because he's a, a number 10 and Gareth Southgate has come out and said that they don't play with a number 10. So not looking great for Mason Mount, although uh, Brendan has decided to start putting him out on the wing a little bit. You always, almost wonder whether or not he's doing that so that he can try to increase his opportunities of playing in that England side. But then, of course, he's going to have to compete against Sancho and Sterling. And I don't think there's any way. Uh, I think Sancho and Sterling are, are, are the future for England for the next 10 years. I can't see... I can't see any other way uh, uh, for it to be any other uh, no. any other front line, really. Um, and of course, Kane. Uh, you know, it's yeah. I I don't know. I I hope Kane does well. Um, obviously, for England, I hope he does well because then hopefully he can bring that form in for Tottenham as well. Uh, and also because we don't really have any other recognised centre forwards, do we? I mean, Rashford can play there, but then the next one down is is Wilson. Uh, really, isn't he? I mean, with Vardy out, there's just nobody else there. Well, unless Rashford plays through the middle, I guess so. But it's just, do you think that's, do you think that's a bad thing for Kane that he quite possibly doesn't feel as though he's being pushed by anyone for his for his place? No, I don't think Harry Kane is that intelligent. Um, okay, I think, I think all <laughs> Harry Kane thinks about is playing football and whether or not he's scoring. I think self motivation should be all right. You should be all right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so a big win. Uh, they've scored five in their first two matches uh, each. So that's 10 goals. They're top of the group, England. Yeah, I mean, all, everything's pointing at another five, another five against Bulgaria as well, really, isn't it? So, uh, um, mate, let's, uh, let's wrap up today's, uh, uh, today's pod uh, with a shout for twat of the week. Um, Phil Neville. Uh, oh, oh, mate, no, hello. before we do that. Sorry, before we do that, we've got we've got Owen versus Shearer to talk about, don't we? Oh, mate! So your your nominations to twat of the week are Owen, Shearer, and Neville. No, Who... just Owen and Neville. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I, don't think... I was there not was there not a game? I'm thinking Euro 2000. Uh huh. And I think it's when we exited the competition to Romania, where if I'm not wrong, Shearer scores a penalty. Owen scores a second goal. Phil Neville gives away the penalty that knocks us out. I think that in a roundabout way, that answers my que- your question as to which one of them is the of the week. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, I love that. <laughs> See that one. <laughs> um, it, it could very well have been. Could very, absolutely. It could very well have been. So Shearer and Owen put themselves up there because they've uh, they've been able to um, uh, uh, score goals against Romania. Well done. And then Phil Neville, what are you doing, you silly, <laughs> silly, silly, silly man? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. For, for anyone who's not uh, kept up with this uh, with this charade between the two, uh, um, uh, Michael Owen, who's uh, who's not a not a very 
smart man in himself either, uh, has come out with his uh, with a biography. Is it his second biography? No, it's his first biography. I think. I wouldn't be surprised if it was his second. Um, yeah, and uh, and he's come out and he said that basically um, he, he, going to Newcastle from Real Madrid was a step down, uh, which. Uh, you know, arguably it's a step down to any club when you leave Real Madrid. Um, but I think had he gone back to Liverpool, which was one of the ideas, uh, uh, it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been seeing that as so much of a step down. But he's basically come out and said that it was uh, um, the worst move that he could possibly have made. And that was at the time that uh, Alan Shearer was managing the team. Um, uh, so Alan Shearer, uh, understandably came out and uh, and and was not very happy at the uh, the comments laid out by Owen to which Owen then replied and this is all on Twitter live by the way so everyone can go in there and have a uh, a gander at the spat um, uh, Owen then came back and said I seem to recall uh, you Mr. Shearer wanting to leave uh, um, Southampton oh, sorry wanting to leave uh, Newcastle, Newcastle go for to Liverpool. Liverpool which by all yeah. accounts never happened no, like, that's right. And there's no, no evidence. Anyone else has come that. forward and go, wow, Owen's revealed this story at last. Or we all yep. knew this, but no one said it. Like, literally, there's just been, uh, no, that didn't happen. Yep. It, no, it's, it, yeah, absolutely. Thing. So, got to, you know, it's all speculation. I don't know what Owen's on about. And uh, he's not painted himself in much glory here, has he? And uh, nah, he's, and he's, he's taken on. It's weird, mate, that a player that good. What, 40 goals for England? Probably, I don't know, 150-ish Premier League goals, I would have thought, in, in, mm-hmm. in his time. Not particularly loved by anyone. No, no, I mean, Liverpool not, uh, have got to be the closest, right? England, but he, he's loved by England. Yeah, but like, if you're an England fan and only an England fan, are you really a fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're <laughs> not. You're no. not really, unless no, you're, you're one not. of those who goes around, goes around the world following them. Following then you them, are, then but yeah. Like, but otherwise, if you're, not, if you're not a Liverpool supporter, you're not a um, Newcastle supporter, you're not a Man United supporter, uh, then you would be supporting Michael Owen because he's doing it for England, you know. So, uh, uh, so you, 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 there's there's that to it. But you're right, uh, and he had. It's strange, so strange to say, because he's, he's, you know, that night at Saint-Étienne, obviously, when at 18 years old, taking on the whole Argentinian defence and, and scoring that absolute wonder goal. Uh, and, you A know, wonderful, it, wonderful uh, moment. I, yeah, oh, absolutely. mate, that, I can, you can put that goal on the TV now and then hairs on the back of my neck will stand up. Absolutely. Like, when he did that to that Argentina team with fucking Gabriel, fucking Batistuta and his <laughs> fucking <laughs> shit on. Pochettino Ferron. was in there, wasn't he? Was he? Not that one, I don't think. He certainly oh, okay. was four years later. Um, Simeone, yep. Ariel yes. Ortega, Vivas. Row, I've made my blood's boiling. Move on. What a spat. And for it to be out in the public eye on Twitter, it was just fun. Zanetti. Oh, all of us. oh Zanetti. Javier. Oh, my goodness. Into Milan. Legend that he was. What an incredible uh, what an incredible team that was. But, yeah, you're right. Handbags. Handbags. Um, mate, let's wrap up very quickly with Phil Neville, uh, who has this week come out and, 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 st- and, and stated... Uh, 
um, and I'm, I'm quoting this verbatim, uh, he has said, I have a vision that nobody else has. I've got bravery that or no wants. other coach has probably ever had. Or wanted. And, <laughs> and you know what? You can thank your lucky stars that I'm here. I'm here to stay and I'm going to continue to keep improving. Ah, mm. Phil Neville. Oh my goodness! Now we've we've stated already on this on this uh, show uh, uh, our dislike for this for this man. Uh, at least I have uh, <laughs> quite quite openly. I think he's a complete complete twat. And really, with quotes like this, with quotes like the one he came out with after the Cameroon quarterfinal in the Women's World Cup, um, you you it's only a matter of time before he says something even stupider. And it's mm-hmm. just going to start getting the eyes rolling from everybody, really, isn't it? I, I think he's, I think he's, uh, the thing is, he's not going to be fired now because he's the coach of the British team for the Olympics. He'll be the coach for England um, women's, uh, women's European Championships in 2021, I believe. Mm-hmm. I may, I'm, you, you may have to go back on uh, on that to see the dates and everything. But uh, he, he's his position is going to be pretty solidified at least until then, and, and unless he keeps talking, uh, and in which case he may talk himself out of a job uh, uh, with this uh, with, with some of this stuff, isn't it? But basically, he's putting himself um, on a pedestal here. I have a vision that nobody else has and I've got bravery that no other coach has probably ever had. All right. Wow. Two words for you, mate. Pep Guardiola. All right. <laughs> Blanket <laughs> statement. Jesus Christ. Um, you, ah, mate. Complete knob? Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Utter knobbery. Shall we end it there, mate? We we should we should end it with a bit of knobbery. That's what. That's All what right. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, and uh, thanks once again, uh, Dave, for uh, uh, wonderful insights into Eric Cantona's uh, um, uh, King Lear mate, escapade. It was it was a good episode because we started with a cock and we ended with a knob. Yeah. We did, and whatever happened in between was just there was just a lot of swinging in yeah. between. I think in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. Well, we'll leave it at that, starting with, uh, with cocks and ending with knobs. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, we shall come back uh, after the international break and preview next week's Premier League matches. All right, then. Bye. Bye. Bye.